Okay, so we're holding in the third uh, paragraph, the Mimer, page 26. Um, so we discussed last time, we were talking about the idea of, of um, the Moira Godel, the tremendous fear that fell upon them when Hashem revealed himself to them. That was the idea that we were talking about in particular, how it wound up becoming like a paradigm shift. And we talked about the concept of Yira uh, Tata and Yira Ilah. Right, the lower level fear and the higher level fear, and how um, the Yira Tata was something that they worked on themselves. And then when Hashem revealed Himself, like it became like a total change. That's like the Yira Law. It wasn't like something that they worked on, that they changed. The example that we gave was like the idea of Mashal, of a person walking into a palace. Like when he's walking into the palace, he's like working on himself to understand what it means, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when he's standing there then in front of the king, becomes like a whole, uh, <laughs> a whole different uh, scenario. So I think we are one, two, three, four lines from the bottom of the, of the uh, page. V'chein. You see it? So he says like this. So that's also the going out of Mitzrayim in actual physicality. That this was specifically, namely the revelation of Hashem, came specifically after Chatzos. So now the Rebbe is going to ask a question. The question is going to be, um, if we're focusing in on this idea of matzah, right, and we're talking about how the root is in tohu and how it's opening up the minds of the people, so we know, on the other hand, that that was specifically commanded us to do to eat it before katos. So what's the connection, right? Like where where, where are we going with this? How does this whole thing work? Here, grab a likutei from. Uh, so he says, Amnam nitztavu tichila b'achilas matzah, b'achilas, I think it should say matzah, not matzad, matzah kaidim chatzos. However, we, we were commanded specifically to eat the matzah before chatzos. Kamosha kasa be'erev toichlu matzos. Shehu b'chines bitl rotzen b'achna v'shiflus animshav b'chines yiratata. So what was that whole thing about? So the Rebbe explains, that this eating of the matzahs that took place before chatzos was the idea of a bitl of the rotzen, bitl of the will, a nullification of the will, and subjugating oneself. And shiflis, hanimshach mechines yiratata, that comes from the yiratata. Shezeu hu ha'chana v'haklil v'chines ha'gili v'hayirailah hanimshach v'nizgale lahem achar chatzos. So what are we saying here? We're saying like this. We're saying that there was a certain amount of avoida that needed to be done on the part of the people themselves. In other words, there's one aspect that happened after Chatzos. The aspect that happened after Chatzos is the idea that, that the Abishtu revealed himself to them. That, that's one thing. However, here we're talking about something different. How do we make ourselves into a keli? How do we make ourselves into a vessel to be able to be ready to be receiving that type of energy. In other words, clearly what happened was that after Chatzos, Hashem revealed Himself. Okay, good. But you could be witnessing something and you don't even know what you're witnessing. But you don't even know what you're experiencing. Why? Because you're not prepared for it. You don't have any type of, of, of understanding of what's about to happen to you. So what the Rebbe is explaining here is that there was a certain amount of avoida certain amount of uh, avoida that needed to take place before chatzos that the Yidin had to make themselves into vessels to be able to receive what was going to happen after chatzos. So that's the idea of this matzah. This matzah that they are eating is their avoida. In other words, 
going back to our example of the king and the palace and the person that comes into the palace, the first step is that the person has to go to the palace. He has to understand what it means a palace, what it means a king, what it, he has to develop that in himself. Only after he's developed it in himself and he's actually gone to the palace itself, ah, that's how then he could possibly go into the king's room, into the throne room, right? That's a whole different level. So that's what he's saying here. This mitzvah that Hashem commanded us to, to do. Now, the mere fact that it was a mitzvah, by definition, it means that that's the Ebeshus, that's God's Ratzon. So what essentially are we saying? What we're essentially saying here is that, that Hashem had a Ratzon. The Ratzon was that we needed to eat this matzah before chatzos, for example. That's what we're talking about, right? Let's say that someone wanted to eat a donut. Why do I want to eat matzah tonight? I want to eat donuts tonight, right? <laughs> you know, it happens all the time, right? God says that, look, you know, I, I think that this is not kosher. Right? That's what he's telling us, right? Eating a cheeseburger is not kosher, right? So another person could say, well, I think cheeseburgers are a very fine idea. What's wrong with cheeseburgers, right? So inherent in that concept is that a person has a rotson and Hashem has a rotson. And the idea is that is the person big enough to nullify his own rutsun to say that even though I have this idea, I am ready to nullify my rutsun for your rutsun. Right? It's not because all of a sudden he sees the Abishter opens up the sky and then he says, Come talk to him. No. It happens to us every single every single day with half the things that we're doing. Right? Hashem says, I want you to put on tefillin. Let's say that today I don't want to put on tefillin. Or I want you to keep Shabbos, right? And all of a sudden, someone reads somewhere. I remember when we were kids, right? We used to always see, oh, you know, Shabbos is day of rest. So therefore, it means that we should go to the beach, right? That, that, that's resting, you know? That's much more, you know, come on. You know, what is this business? You don't have to walk to shul and to, you know, to go. and then Go go to the beach. That'll be much more enjoyable. That, that, that's a real rest. That's like, you know, that's, that's something. That's, that's, right? So, so the, the beginning of this concept is... Am I, ready, am I ready to nullify my will? Once you're ready to nullify your will, you're already talking about you've, you've reached a certain level. Right? That is the beginning of the process. That is the beginning of the listening to. That's the beginning of, okay, I'm ready now to, to work. I'm ready now to do. Like you see it a lot of times with, uh, with athletes. Athletes come in, like we were talking about, uh, when was it, last mimer we were talking about it. Um, that they're, they, a lot of times they come in with very big heads to wherever they're going. A good athlete recognizes that he needs a coach. He needs a coach that he is ready to nullify himself to. That if the coach tells him, look, this is how you should do it, it could be totally anti- antithetical to the way that he thought the approach should be. But if he's going to ever make it to the pros, he has to be able to give himself over to this coach to be able to say, I'm ready to listen to you. I'm ready to, to do it your way. That's when he could start to become, you know, get, get into a level of big things. Until he does that, though, there, there's nothing to talk about, even though he may have an unbelievable natural talent. But there has to be a beginning point that there is a hiskashrus between, and that's the key word we're going to be dealing with in a minute, this connection between him and the coach where he realizes that the coach is the ruler. He's the leader. He's the one that's going to bring him to, to the promised land, so to speak. Right? That's the idea. That requires hachna. That requires subjugating oneself. And that's what he's saying. That's what needed to take place. It's a nullification of the rotson. 
It's a subjugation of the self. I want to eat donuts. God's telling me I, I should be eating matzah. We have a difference of opinion. Am I ready to change my opinion? Right? Am I ready to mivato, nullify my, kin, my opinion? This becomes the preparation in the vessel. This becomes the, the preparation in the vessel to the revelation of the of the higher level fear, which is going to come down to them after chatzos. And in fact, we see in the Zayar, the Holy Zayar, it says that what's matzah? Matzah is the food of faith. And faith is the concept of nullification. Because what is faith? Faith at the end of the day is, right, and there's many maimarim on this concept, the difference between faith or emuna and das. Das is knowledge, right? Das is connection. And here we're like sort of shifting gears because earlier in the mind we talked about the idea of das and we talked about the idea of expanding the seichel. Now we're talking about something a little bit different, so we're shifting a little bit here. But the, the concept of faith is something that my brain can never really fully grasp. That's the concept of faith in terms of, you know, in a, obviously it's much more expansive than that in Hasidus, but in, in, a, in a one-liner, if you go to say a one-liner, you know, you want to put a bumper sticker on your car, what is faith, right? This is, this is the idea of something that my mind is not capable of grasping or it's, it's beyond my mind. That's the idea. And in fact, that's the idea of Bittal. Bittal is like my mind says, donuts will be better for me. Or the, you know, the quarterback that goes into this college team says that, no, by, by handling it this way, it'll be better for me, right? That that's what Yitzhak was talking about the other day, that uh, you know, he had a whole story with, with, with someone that he knew that was a top, was a top quarterback. And he went to, you know, he had such an ego, and he went to, uh, and he, he wound up going, you know, he wound up going to this school and he, and, 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 and he just didn't listen to the coach. It was unfortunate, and never, nothing ever came of him, right? The coach went on to be an NFL coach. But the, he, but the kid, you know, unfortunately, whatever. But that's the idea. It's that, that, that concept that you have to somehow have faith that even though my brain is telling me that by doing it this way, it seems to be better, that there's a level of faith that says that, no, that I have a connection that says that this is better. So this is the level that came down into our souls by eating the matzah. Dafka the mitzvah of eating the matzah. Dafka because specifically because Hashem commanded us before chatzos you have to eat matzah, and everyone ate matzah. That's what wound up happening. So that was like a connection. So let's go back to the muscle and let's go even deeper into the muscle. The muscle that we gave before, the analogy that we gave before with regards to a person eating bread. The bread expands the person, gives him a chayis, gives him everything, right? Right? That it says, right? The rabbis teach us that a baby does not know how to, so to speak, recognize or call out to his father until he tastes the taste of dagan, until he tastes the taste of grain. So this uh, knowledge of the baby to be able to call his father is drawn down anew 
through this tasting of this bread of this or this grain or whatever it is that the, the baby is eating. So because, but what do we mean by this? What we mean by this is when we say that a baby, right, or a child, a little baby, one-year-old, whatever it is, right, that he tastes this dagan, he tastes this grain, and therefore he knows how to call his father. What does that mean? Does he understand what a father is? He doesn't understand what a father is. Right? He doesn't understand at all. It's not that he understands and he has a reasoning and he has a whole complete you know, recognition of the father as what, what does a father do for me? What is your father? What is, about what is my connection to the father? How am I the son of the father? Nothing to do with that. Right? It's totally not there. He doesn't have an understanding, like the Rebbe says here, why he has to love his father. He doesn't say that at all. In Nevertheless, he still calls his father. However, this kriya, this connection, this, this, this calling out to the father is his connection to his father. It's not coming through reason that this baby, this child understands like, oh, now I get it. Now I understand like what a father is. It's not like that at all. It's just a recognition. It's just a, I, I am able to recognize this is my father. So there's an idea of emuna that goes above tambadas, above reason, and then there's an emuna that goes below tambadas, right? B- below reason. This is that idea. But on the other hand, it's an unbelievable connection that a baby has, that a child has to the father, and not just that the child has to the father, but that the father has to the baby also. Right? I mean, anytime a, uh, a parent is sitting and standing in a room, of course, you get uh, very emotional and you get affected by any baby that's crying. But when it's your baby that's crying, there's a different connection. Why is that? Because there's an unbelievable connection between the father and the child. That's the way it is. That's because they're one being. That's where it comes from. And it's not something that is, you know, that has to be understood. It's not that the father understands exactly. I mean, the father does understand, but it's not based on that. And not that the child understands. It's just that there's an essential bond that's taking place between the child and the father. Gabish, Getting it? So that's, that, is, that is by the taste of the dog and by the taste of the grain that the child develops this within the child's self. That's where it starts. Nevertheless, this connection is very strong. Until his soul is mightily connected to the soul of the father. Kabish? Yeah, good. But I knew Mipnei Shahadasahu Shinis Chadesh Betinok. Namely, that this Das that was made new that this is uh, all of a sudden it was a novelty it was revealed in the tinok in the child through the taste of the lechem the root of it is coming from the bread like we said earlier that's coming from the world of tohu which is way beyond knowledge canal which is even higher than chachma right like we said before that right the tohu came from the world before Atzilus, 
right? So when we talk about Atzilus, we talk about Chachma, we talk about the mind, we talk about... So this is coming from a world that's above that. So therefore, when we eat it, it's that spiritual, right, uh, vitality that is going into us and causing us to have a, uh, an awakening that is Lamaila, which is above our above our you know human intellect so therefore the, the, with the child the regular child doesn't know anything when he starts to eat the Gemara says that when he starts to eat this this uh, this dog and this grain so it, all of a sudden it, it gives him the capability the capacity really to be able to recognize things that he didn't recognize prior to the event so it's interesting that it says to the father right not to the mother right because I mean at the end of the day he has an unbelievable connection to the mother He's, the mother's been feeding him the father is, a, you know, is another person out there somewhere, right? Okay, he's in the house, he's whatever, but, but it's, it's just an interesting idea. So then he says, And therefore, it's able to go from this highest heights all the way down to a lower level, namely to a level that's below the dasa musag, below the idea of, of intellect, of recognition, of musag, like something that he's able to grasp. And therefore, this connection is very strong. Because it's not based on how much the child understands or doesn't understand. Right? At the end of the day, when we have a, a, a connection that's based on, and it talks about this a lot in Hasidis, uh, based on understanding, so it's limited to the understanding. That's what it's limited to. Because how much do I understand? I understand uh, 500 pounds of it. Okay, so that's all you're going to get. Right? Oh, you understand? You understand 600 pounds? So your mind is a greater mind? Okay, so yeah, whatever. This is something that is beyond the intellect. That's the idea of faith. That's the idea of emuna. Right? That's the concept here. So in the same manner, so he says like this, Kamokain, right? Kamokain means that we're now going to go back to the nimshal, right? We're comparing it to. So here now we have to go back to the idea of matzah. Now on the one hand, matzah is also made out of grain, but it's a special type of grain. Not Gashmi is like a special type of grain. It's made out of flour or spelt or whatever you're going to make. Oats, you know, they could do a lot of things nowadays that, that people do with it to make their matzah. But it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah of achilas matzah. Right? This is a whole different story. So he says, So this is the same idea that with regards to eating the mitzvah of matzah, which we're talking about took place before chatzois. Right, which is known in the Zayir as the bread or the the food of faith. So now we're talking about a different type of father, right? That just like we say Avinu Malkeinu, right? Our father, right? We say how many times do we say Avinu, right? Our father in davening every single day, right? Many times, right? So this is the idea of a recognition of our father. So even though the Yidden were not Bucky and Tyra necessarily in Mitzrayim 3,000 years ago, right? Nevertheless, what happened with regards to the matzah is that it developed that similar relationship to what a child recognizes in his father. It's that hiskashus, that connection, that unbelievable bond that takes place and that took place then. And that's what, that's what was developed. That was what happened by eating the matzah. And that's why it became a hachana. That's why it became a, a, a preface 
a preparation, sorry, for, for what was going to happen in Chatzos. Because now that they developed this connection between them and Hashem, so all of a sudden, oh, now we're talking about a new story. Now there's a new bond. This is a bond that, was, that is, is beyond everything else. And every Jew believes this. And that's the bond that every Jew ends up having. That there's a bond between a Jewish person and God. That is not according to Tam Vedas. It is not going according to reason. That everyone believes. That everyone believes. Right? Many my mom that deal with these phrases. Right? That he is the one before the world was created. He is the one after the world was created. Like we say every day. Right? And I am Hashem. I never change. Right? Well, this, this point of that Hashem is beyond the world. Well, the world was, the world wasn't, the world, right? In other words, regardless of the world, Hashem is who Hashem is. Hashem is there. There's no change in the Hashem from the world or not a world. No distinction whatsoever. With the creation of the world, they did not change at all. Not, no difference, right? So this aspect of a Jew, right, is something that is, there's this hiskashus, this connection that's there that doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't mean that I understand about Hashem. It doesn't mean, and you could take anyone on the street, any Jewish person on the street, that at the end of the day, you could be even anti-religious. But there's something there. There's something that's a connector. There's something that when you, you know, when you go down to the initial, to the actual core of it, he's going to have this. That's the idea. So this hamshacha, this energy that's coming down, is coming from a level of das elyon ki ein so baruchu lemaylem achachma. Because the ein so the abish does ein so is way beyond the level of chachma. This is not a way. Uh, this is not because of something that I understand or don't understand. It has nothing to do with my understanding. And that's why it's drawn down into a level of emuna, into a level of faith, into a level that is not based on my knowledge, not based on my understanding, not based on what I've learned, not based on what I've heard, not based on any of it. It's just there because it's there. Therefore, now we can understand much more clearly what it means when we say that the matzah is a bread of faith because we just explained now that the bread is coming from this level. Right? Canal. In the same manner, in the same way that a child, a child is only going to be able to, right? A child only begins to call out his father once he tastes this bread because it just like it becomes an awakening for the child. Right, that he all of a sudden recognizes his father, and he's able to call his father. Right, It's just that that is dealing with inyanim of this world. That's dealing with the physical world. Right. So because at the end of the day, that bread, that dagon, that grain that the child is eating. At the end of the day, that that grain is a is a physical grain. It's a physical food. It's a physical, and it and it deals with the rules and the laws of this physical world. So, and the physical rules of the physical world is that the child is connected to the father. That's the way it is, and we see that the child continues to be connected to the father, and we see that the father is connected to the child, right? And even if a person has a terrible relationship with his father, chas v'shalom, chas v'chalila, and the father has a terrible relationship with the child, chas v'shalom, chas v'chalila. Nevertheless, there is a bond that's there that has nothing to do with what reason. There's nothing to do with reason. 
It just is because, like it says, like we learned in the, the Mimer from the you know Mitzvah Rebbe, that it says that the that the child is like the leg of the father. It's one thing. It's one thing. The child and the father. That's the idea. So that's mitzad the Gashmi sticker world, and that's how now it comes out in the baby, in this little one-year-old or whatever it is that's eating this, uh, you know, mushed, uh, whatever, you know, grain uh, oatmeal cereal or whatever it is that you know we feed them when they're very young. But the bread of the matzah and Pesach, this is different. So this, it's enclosed within that matzah, a kayach from the level of Eretz El Yona, but he's calling the supernal land. From which comes out the bread. It's going to be able to draw down this energy in, with Elokus Mamish. Namely, that a Jew will be able to call out to his father in heaven. His godly father. That's the idea. But Yiskashus Chazaka with a, um, a very strong connection. Ad Mitsuya Nefesh to the point of the soul wants to just leave the body. To the point of that. Namely, that's the idea that he talks about in chapter 18 of Tanya, right? And have an idea of Ad Mesirus Nefesh. Even though he may not have anything to do with Yiddish Kaidah, may have no idea, understanding of God, has no understanding of anything. Just there's a connection that's there. So that's the idea of bittel. That's the idea of self nullification. That's the idea of giving oneself over. And that comes out from this this level of I'm going to nullify my will for your will. Right? And this idea of, of, of so to speak, a shuffle, ruach, right? Like we discussed. The lowly spirit or lowliness, uh, this idea that we discussed by the Mitlerev's Maimer. And a person is like Afar, like a dust to everyone. Right? So this is the idea that, that is, is drawn down, and this was the idea that would had to be drawn down into the Eden initially, the first time, going all the way back to those 3,000 years, that they had to be able to get this, so to speak, this spiritual food, the spiritual shot of energy. Right, that took place before Chatzois, so that way that after Chatzois or when Chatzois happened, they would be ready for the major revelation that took place. And that's what happens. So we have to see still how does this play out with us, right? All these three thousand years later, and to try to figure out like where where is our you know what exactly is the matzah that we're eating in the nighttime and. If the matzah is now talking about a higher level, lower level, you know, how does it play out? Uh, how is, what is our preparation? What is, it, what is making us ready to receive this revelation uh, that we're supposed to really, uh, really receive during the, uh, during the Seder night? You know, that's the idea. Okay, we'll continue, Mitzvah Hashem, tomorrow.